0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Morning Dump, a fantasy baseball podcast. Hey, we're back with the week 14 report. So let's get right to it with some recent action heading into Sunday's games. Let's talk sluggers for a minute. Chris Bryant's been back for about two weeks and has four homers with over 1,000 OPS since returning. Props to you, man. Happy to see you healthy and on the field. The Rook J-Rod has dropped over 1,000 OPS also over the past two weeks with five homers of his own. He's the only guy to record five-plus homers and multiple steals over the stretch. Dude is just doing it all. I mean, outstanding player across the board, five, six, seven category player. He's creeping up on being one of the most valuable dynasty guys around. Schwartz, only guy with seven homers over the past two weeks, locking him into second place in the league with 27 behind yours truly, Aaron Judge. And he's trailed closely by Air Jordan. A lot of folks pissed. He got snubbed from the All-Star game. And I agree, man. Fan voting's pretty lame with the bat. He's got undoubtedly better numbers than Otani, and everybody knows it, from Astros fans to Yankees fans. Dude deserved that DH spot. But he got hurt anyway, so it would have been Otani regardless. Pretty cool for Otani, though. He gets to go both ways in the All-Star game. It's going to be fun to watch. And hey, how about Tyler Stevenson? Returned from a lengthy IL stint and got right back to his strong season, going 5-for-9 with two runs, two ribbies, and a homer since. Happy to see him back. He just makes pitchers better from behind the plate with that big frame. And he mashes balls when he's standing at it. And one more shout-out to Christian Walker. Talking about sluggers, dude has 21 homers of his own. In the fantasy world, he's about 55% owned. And the only one of the 16 players in the league... With 19-plus homers, that's under 98% owned. So good for you, man. I want to give a big shout to Ronald Acuna. Since my trade chart dropped, I had a few folks saying he didn't deserve to be ranked as highly as he was. But I just want to reinforce that he sure does. Dude's batting average and OBP this season are right there on par with his career 280-375 averages. And he's got 17 steals scoring them at a higher rate than he ever has. Second only in Bertie on the season with his steals per game ratio. A stat you can find on my trade value chart presented by SGPN. Google it. But it's just the power that's been down, and he struggled with injuries in the first half. Lots of folks expect that power to return in the second half, and he's a great buy low right now if you can get him for anything less than a top 10 player. Moving on, the Angels have the worst record in the league since May 25th at 11 and 31, <laughs> and I just can't get enough of these freaking memes. Trout goes three for five with a home run. Otani goes three for five with a home run. Angels lose to the Orioles five four. <laughs> Yo, come on, Angels, do better. Chris Sale is returning this week. Sounds like he's projected to come back on Tuesday against the Rays. Good luck to you, sir. And Sandy Alcantara, one of the NL Cy Young favorites, has now thrown over 130 innings pitched on the season. Workhorse. That's 19 more innings than the next most player in Aaron Nola. And there are over 35 players within 19 innings of Nola. Sandy's pitching so deep in the games. I mean, I think it's seven plus for the past two months in every game. But with that, let's get on to the streams of the week. Monday, seven eleven. I got you on Brayon Bayo of Boston pitching at Tampa, around twenty percent owned. The highly touted prospect, number 45 on the MLB's top 100 list, Bayo got called up last week and was subsequently torched by this Tampa lineup, which he is facing again today. Rough debuts—they come often for rookies. It happens, jitters, whatever. Bayo posted an outstanding minor league career, capped off with 85 innings pitched, a 2.33 ERA, 1-0-3-5 WHIP. Twelve point one ks per nine and a ten and four record in twenty twenty two in short, Kid throws gas, and I expect him to shake it off like a professional and come back with a vengeance against a banged up Tampa lineup. They lost a few guys, including their star Wander Franco, since last Wednesday's meeting, and I see Bayo dominating this one Tuesday, July twelfth rolling with Mitch White of the Dodgers at St. Louis just 5% owned great pick for Tuesday he's now started 7 out of 12 appearances on the season earning himself a solid 3.38 ERA 115 whip backed by great peripherals 365 xera 373 fip 4x fip in his last 6 appearances he's sitting on a 2.22 ERA and a 1.09 whip Doing a great job limiting hard contact to about 22%. Striking out 8.8 per nine. I mean, I once heard somebody say, the Dodgers rarely miss on pitchers. And that looks to be the case again here with Mitch White. Absolutely worth a look against St. Louis this week. Facing off against Matthew Liberatore, another top 100 prospect, who is struggling mightily so far in the bigs this year. A 1.7 whip will not cut it against that Dodger lineup. And it sets up White nicely for the win. Wednesday, 7-13. Aaron Savale of Cleveland. At home versus the White Sox. Around 30% owned. It's been a pretty rough season for Savale according to the season numbers so far. He did deal with an injury in the first half. And his career numbers are much better than what he's put up in 2022 so far. And... Over his past five starts, he has a 3.18 ERA with a 1.2 whip and three quality starts, averaging 5.2 innings per start. White Sox, yeah, tough team, but they have been inconsistent with respect to getting runs on the board. Sometimes 10, sometimes nothing. And his opponent, Giolito, has also been very inconsistent this year with a 5.05 ERA, 1.44 whip. Not doing much well besides the case. As far as streaming options go for Wednesday, Savali's a good bet to bring home some solid ratios and a W. Thursday, I'm looking at Johnny Cueto again, Chicago White Sox, at Minnesota, around 25% owned. Cueto's dominant season is going largely unnoticed with respect to fantasy ownership. Sure, the XERA, FIP, XFIP, they're ranging from around 4.0 to 4.1%. But he is hot and things have been going his way. And that's a heat that you need to ride in fantasy land as long as it lasts. He just went for another eight innings versus Detroit with five hits, no walks, no runs, five Ks, and a W. He lowered the ERA to 291 and his whip to 115 with three wins out of his last five. Take it to the bank and enjoy a nice duel between him and Sonny on the mounds on Thursday. Friday. Seven fifteen, my guy Hunter Green of Cincinnati at St. Louis, he's dropped to around thirty five per cent owned, largely due to him giving up so many homers this year, probably the most in the league, and that's led to his five point seven e r a and five point four three fit along with a one three four whip. He's still the king of velocity and a top ten strikeout guy, quite literally ranked tenth in the league among active starters. With 11.3 strikeouts per nine on the year. His 463 XERA and 409 XFIP suggest much better days are ahead, and we may already be seeing that come true. He's allowed just two homers with a 1.24 whip across his last three starts and 15.1 innings. Innings certainly haven't been an issue for him, qualifying for the win in 10 out of his last 12 starts, four of which were quality. And I think it's a good time to buy in and see what happens moving forwards. We're going with fellow Cincinnati rookie on Saturday, Nick Lodolo, also lined up to face St. Louis. He's around 20% owned. Much like Green, he's sitting on an ERA and whip a little bit higher than you want them to be. But he's got mean strikeout and swing and miss stuff. Definitely another guy that I suggest buying in now and seeing what happens. He also appears on the top 10 list for Ks per nine with around 12 among active starters. And he's top 15 in K percentage, swinging strike percentage, called swings plus whiff percentage, hard contact. Lodolo blanked the Mets last week. And on 424, he took St. Louis for 5.2 innings pitched, one earned run, five hits, no walks, seven Ks, and a W. I like his chances in this one against St. Louis again. I recommend you stash him to see what happens after that. And Sunday, July 17th. Looking at a name I haven't mentioned since the beginning of the season. My guy Chris Flexen of Seattle at Texas. Around 25% owned. Not much special about his numbers to imply he's a long-term hold like I once thought he was. But... Being a reliable source for innings, as we know he is, helps your cause very much as a streamer in today's game. Flexens averaging 5.2 innings per start on the year with 7 out of his 16 starts quality. And that's nothing new for him. Last year, he dropped 15 out of 31 starts quality. That's good. His 4.00 ERA is also solid when it comes to streaming. And he's sitting on three straight wins coming off his best outing of the year. In which he dropped 6.2 innings pitched 4 hits, 3 walks, no runs And a case Much more than his typical Securing the W You know the drill Let's ride the hot hand into Sunday for victory I got you on a little pumper dump Definitely still pumping guys from recent weeks Who I've mentioned Christopher Morel Isaac Paredes Michael Harris, Jaron Duran, Juan Yepes, Santi Espinal, Riley Green. A lot of these guys still 50% or less owned. And they're helping people win games. Power, steals, on base, whatever it is you need. These guys will get it done for you. Some new names that I'd like to drop for you now. Keston Hura. First base, second base, eligible of Milwaukee. Only around 1% owned. I just picked him up for my dynasty team as he was abandoned recently. Over the past 30 days, he's slashing 316, 422, 579. Rock solid. That's actually just above a 1,000 OPS. A former top prospect, he's still striking out a lot, but he has improved drastically everywhere else recently. Over the past two weeks, he's stolen two bags, hit two homers, And he's got a 1,200 OPS. Could be a solid contributor for both corner and middle infield with his eligibility. And he's definitely somebody to keep an eye on to help you win your hitting categories or score points in the second half. Potential late bloomer there. And if he's breaking out, you don't want to miss out. Next up, Ramon Laureano. Outfield for Oakland. Around 20% owned. Mr. PED's from last season. He's taking some time getting settled and adjusted back to the game in 2022. But recently, he's heating up. Over the past two weeks, he's slashing 260, 393, 543 with four homers and three steals. Those two week numbers are on par with Otani, by the way. At around a 20% ownership, I think he's one of your best bets to help you in the outfield if you need it moving forwards. How about Alex Kirilov, first base and outfield eligible for Minnesota, 35% owned, the former number nine prospect of the MLB 2019 top 100 list. Injuries have riddled his career brutally over the first few years. But over the past two weeks, he too is slashing 319, 346, 600, very close to a 1,000 OPS with three homers, seven runs, and 13 RBIs. He seems to finally be healthy, and if it stays that way, oh, this man could shoot up to like 80% owned by September. Great time to buy in. He's a big bat and not somebody you want to miss out on rest of the season. And lastly, for pumps this week, I got you on a third baseman of Cleveland, Nolan Jones, around 5% owned. The former number one prospect in the Cleveland farm, And I believe he was top 30 that year also, 2020, 2019, something like that. Jones made his debut just a few days ago, and he's hit in each of his first three games. Sitting now 5 for 10 with a homer that was a no-doubter and four RBIs. Known for his patience at the plate and ability to make contact, dude mashes balls. He could be a great contributor to fantasy lineups across the board aside from steals. And should get on base plenty for you moving forwards. Keep an eye on him. As for the dumps this week. I'm looking at Fran Mill Reyes, Pat Wisdom, Yandy Diaz, and Aaron Hicks. Various reasons for each of them. Big strikeout guys. Don't hit home runs. Don't get steals. These are just dudes who are known to go through long, cold streaks. Followed by a, a week or two of mashing balls. I don't buy into any of it. I wouldn't waste my time using any ads or moves on them. Not much to see here, in my opinion. Check out some of the other guys I mentioned, and your teams will be sitting just fine for the rest of the way. That's all for the week 14 report, folks. Thanks for tuning in. As always, hit me on IG or Twitter. You could tweet me, slide in the DMs, whatever. At morning D fantasy. I got you on any of your questions. Add drops, streamers, trade advice, whatever it is. Let me know. I'll be taking off next week as it's the all-star break. So I'll catch you all the Monday after next with the week 15 report. Good luck this week. And remember, can't have your coffee without the morning dough.